Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Audio Podcast. So if you've been watching the news, you know that recently North Carolina had a statewide vote and they voted in favor of an amendment to their constitution that established that marriage is between one man and one woman, that it's the only domestic, domestic legal domestic uh, union uh, to be recognized in the state. And I've said many times uh, on this podcast what I b- believe about uh, gay rights and homosexuality, uh, how much compassion I have for those in that lifestyle, how many people I've pastored uh, in that lifestyle. I mean, I, I'm not ragingly and angrily anti-gay. Um, in, in regards to the North Carolina law, I want to say two things um, that will probably anger almost everybody because I tend to come down uh, in a moderate position, not because I'm at all a coward, but because I think that's often where scripture lands me. Um, I think that Barack Obama said truth about this issue. Um, I disagreed with half of what he said, and I agree with the other half. Uh, on the one hand, he came out, as many of you know, all of you will know, and said he was in favor of uh, gay marriage, essentially. I don't share that view. We'll talk about that some other time. The other thing he said, though, that I do agree with is that this should be decided at the state level. And man, do I think he's right about that. And I'm so glad that he's got a background as a constitutional law professor um, because he does understand the concept of federalism. I'm very glad that he's not initiating any kind of federal action uh, on this issue. I'm very glad that he's not uh, urging that in Congress. And I, I believe that the federal government ought to stay out of it. Our founding fathers intended that the states could vary. There could be some differences. Now, now, of course, the Civil War was fought to say that you can't vary so much that you can put people in bondage and deny them their rights. But the idea that the states would be different, that they would have some different laws and some different processes was completely expected and anticipated and encouraged by the founding fathers. So I I 100% believe uh, that the president's entitled to his personal opinions, but he is correct about the fact that this ought to be decided at the state level. Some states are legalizing uh, marriage, uh, a variety of marriages, uh, not only between a man and a woman, but also between same se- members of the same sex. North Carolina decided not to do it. And I want to articulate uh, the constitutional basis for what they did, because I think it needs to be understood in the days to come. Uh, those states that are legalizing same-sex marriage, we know why they're doing it. They're having an increasing number of people who are same-sex partners. Those partners are claiming marriage is a civil right. The states are agreeing with that. And so their, their legislatures, or in some cases, their courts are agreeing to it. That, that we know, and we know it well. Um, I'm not speaking of the North Carolina Amendment because I want to defend it. I simply want to explain it because we're going to see more states do the same. Uh, The reality is that North Carolina already had uh, a provision uh, in its law that established marriage as between one man and one woman. However, uh, it was not a constitutional amendment. It was not part of their constitution. It was just simply part of one of their statutes. The problem becomes that once a state, any state in the union, decides that there can be legalized same-sex marriage, What it does is it forces the other states to decide whether they're going to recognize that action. It requires some kind of a response. 
And there are two clauses in the U.S. Constitution that begin to be triggered at that point. Uh, one is in Article 6. It's called the Supremacy Clause. And it simply says that the Constitution and the laws that Congress passes shall be the supreme law of the land. This is, again, known by lawyers and constitutional specialists as the Supremacy Clause. Uh, and that's why I think Barack Obama is trying to keep the federal government out of this issue and leave it at the state level. But the, the, the clause that is triggered when one state legalizes something that it expects other states to respect is, the, is Article 4, Section 1, which is the Full Faith and Credit Clause. And the Full Faith and Credit Clause has many applications, but basically its language says this. Every state must respect, quote, public acts, records, judicial proceedings, unquote, of every other state. Let me make, sure, make it clear about that. Every state must respect, quote, public acts, records, and judicial proceedings, unquote, of every other state. Now, at its lightest possible application, uh, obviously it means that if I have a driver's license from Texas that I can drive in Minnesota. Um, it means that if I own my car in California, I also own it in Vermont. Things like that, public acts, records, legal proceedings, you know, titles, things of that nature, respected across state lines. Great. That, I think we all agree with that. However, the phrase judicial proceedings... Uh, public acts, records, you know that whatever the founding fathers intended, courts have broadened those applications over the years. And it could it is very much the case that when California legalizes same-sex unions, North Carolina has to decide uh, if, it, if it is going to recognize those unions um, as being legitimate in its state. And the people of North Carolina, um, being a more Southern, more conservative, more traditionally Christian people, um, have, have not ever been in favor of that. And so they had to, in a sense, strengthen their case, so to speak. Uh, it wasn't that they got up one morning and decided they were all, as to a man, radically anti-gay. It's that when one state makes a move of this nature, legalizing same-sex unions, the other states have to decide, as a result, what they're going to recognize because the Constitution essentially urges recognition of another state's actions. The only way a state can strengthen itself really is to put an amendment in its constitution. Uh, even that can be overridden, as we saw during the Civil War, uh, and might still be on the issue of same-sex marriage. But that's what uh, North Carolina was attempting to do, and we're going to see a lot of other states do it as well. I believe there are now six states that recognize same-sex unions, um, and so we're going to see a lot of other states uh, have these sort of uh, elections and consider amendments and and have these elections, which basically are the state deciding which way it's going to go. We'll see a great deal more of this. And I think, of course, ultimately, uh, if the court will hear it, it's going to end up in the Supreme Court. Now, act, uh, activists and supporters of same-sex marriage don't want it to end up in this court uh, because this court is largely Roman Catholic and largely conservative. I mean, to a slight majority. Uh, the, I think the preponderance is leading that way. Um, and so I think this court probably would uh, not be willing to hear the case at all, uh, or if they, they did hear it, they might rule against same-sex marriage, or not so much against same-sex marriage, but the obligation of a state to recognize same-sex marriage. 
What we should have under our federalist system is a patchwork. And I think that this is one of the ways we can maintain the American Union in the days to come uh, and, and still have freedom and autonomy and freedom of choice for every individual. In fact, I think this is, what should, uh, this is the way abortion should have been handled in 1973. Um, most states didn't allow for abortion. Some did. Over time, as our, as our morality changed and as we went through a bit of a cultural revolution, uh, more and more states probably would have allowed abortion, but it ought to be decided at the state level. Supreme Court should not move in and override the laws, as in the case of Roe v. Wade, of 47 states. So the bottom line is that while you may not be happy about same-sex marriage, or perhaps you're listening and you're not happy about North Carolina's amendment, this is the federal system in operation. And what we want is for states to be able to decide for themselves. We want these things decided at the most local level. And states are, in many cases, not radically anti-gay. I want to just say, uh, just by way of clarity, that in... in, um, in North Carolina, uh, people can live as partners, they can adopt, they can take, uh, receive corporate benefits, they can inherit each other's property, they can live together without molestation. I mean, uh, they can have everything uh, that a gay couple might want, except that the state law does not call their union marriage. And so it's not as though, like I say, the North Carolina populace just got up one day and decided to move against gay marriage, they simply strengthen the laws already on the books. That will probably happen uh, all through the South. And I welcome it not because of my position on uh, gay rights, which I'm not even articulating. I welcome it because it's the way our federal system ought to work. And for that, I applaud Barack Obama because he is saying he has a view, but he wants this to be decided at the state level. That's the right call. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times bestselling author, a popular speaker, a frequent faith and culture commentator on Fox Cable News and CNN, and a blogger for the Huffington Post. His groundbreaking books on faith and American politics include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Faith of Barack Obama, and the upcoming The Mormonization of America. You can learn more about Stephen at www.mansfieldgroup.com or connect with him on Facebook and on Twitter under the name Mansfield Writes. The Stephen Mansfield Podcast is produced by Isaac Darnell for Chartwell Literary Group. Thank you.